Well, good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am Anthony Moore. I serve as the senior pastor of the church called Carolina Missionary Baptist Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland. And I'm honored to have you be a part of our audience on today. You happen to be on the Carolina Prayer call line. I want to share with you um, some thoughts around this idea of trusting God and knowing that God is in control of everything that we are going through and experiencing. I want to kind of leave you with some um, instructions on trusting that God is in control. There are those of you who are on this call who, like me, are viewing what is happening not only in our own circumstances, but we're viewing what's happening in the world. And um, it is, in fact, disconcerting to a degree, and we are wondering um, who's in control, what's happening. And so I thought I'd come on today and um, share with you some thoughts around the idea of um, trusting that God is in control. Before we can learn to trust that God is in control of all of our life's circumstances, and not just our life circumstances, but before we can trust that God is in control of all of life's circumstances, there are four questions that we've got to um, wrestle with. There are four questions we have to wrestle with. Um, um, number one, is God really in control? That's the first question that we have to wrestle with. How much control does he have? First question again is, is God really in control? Second question, how much control does he have? Three, if he is not in complete control, then who or what is? Fourth question, how can I learn to trust that he is in control and rest in that? Now, these are four questions that we've got to wrestle with in order to walk away from this understanding and knowing that our God is in control, trusting that he's in control. Question number one, is God really in control? Question number two, how much control does he have? Question number three, if he's not in complete control, then who or what is? And then number four, how can I learn to trust that he is in control and rest in that? So here we go. Is God really in control? The concept of the control of God over everything is called the sovereignty of God. That's what it's called. It's called the sovereignty of God. S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-T-Y. It's called the sovereignty of God. 
See, nothing gives us strength and confidence like an understanding of the sovereignty of God in our lives. God's sovereignty is defined as his complete and total independent control over every creature, over every event, over every circumstance, at every moment in history. I want to give that to you again. God's sovereignty is defined as his complete control, his complete and total independent control over every creature, every event, every circumstance, at every moment in history. In other words, you all, God is subject to none, influenced by none, absolutely independent. God does what he pleases, only as he pleases, always as he pleases. God is in complete control of every molecule in the universe at every moment, and everything that happens is either caused or allowed by him for his own perfect purposes. Um, Isaiah chapter 14, Isaiah 14, verse 24, this is what it says, you all. It says, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. I mean, y'all, nothing is random with God. Nothing comes by chance, especially not in the lives of believers. That verse says in Isaiah 14, 24, he purposed it. That means to deliberately resolve to do something. God has resolved to do what he will do, and nothing and no one stands in his way. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10, in Isaiah 46, verse 10, this is what it says. It says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. All that I please. This is our powerful, purposeful God who is in control of everything. Now, that should bring us great comfort, and it should alleviate our fears and our uncertainty to know that nothing is happening. Nothing is happening out of pure circumstance. No, no, God has orchestrated everything. But here is the next question. But how, 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 but exactly how much, how much control does God have? I don't say he's, he's sovereign. How much control does God have? God's total sovereignty over all creation directly, by the way, contradicts um, the philosophy of open 
theism, open theism. Uh, allow me to share this with you all, y'all. Open theism. I want you to know this big word, but it's, it's really simple. Open theism, theism, um, T-H-E-I-S-M. This, it's a philosophy that's called open theism, which states that God doesn't know what's going to happen in the future any more than we do. So he has to constantly be changing his plans and reacting to what the sinful creatures do as they exercise their free will. Now, that's what open theism is. It's, it's, it's like God doesn't know what's going to happen in the future any more than you and I do. And he has to constantly be changing his plans and, and reacting to what the sinful creatures do as they exercise their free will in the earth. Listen, you all, God isn't finding out what's going to happen as events unfold. He is continuously, actively running things. As a matter of fact, all things here and now. Now, I need you to think about this for a minute. Now, now to, think, to think that he needs our cooperation, to think that he needs our help, or he needs our assistance um, in order to exercise when we, when we, or, or, the, or the exercise of our free will to bring his plans to pass puts us in control over him. I want you to think about this, you all. If, if, we, if, if you think about this, um, if open theism was what um, you ascribe to and believe, then that would mean that God would need um, our cooperation. He needs our help. He needs our um, exercise of our free will to bring his plans to pass. And if that's the case, then that puts him or puts us rather in control over him, which then makes us God. Oh, man, come on, no. Where, where have we heard that lie before? Where have we heard that lie before? That's a rehash of Satan's same old lie from the garden. I told you all the other week, as I was preaching to you all last Sunday, that Satan only has one weapon. He only has one weapon. And here it is that we're looking at him again, tell the same old lie, the same old lie. He's telling the same old lie. We've heard this rehash before. It's what he said in the garden. Here it is. You shall be like God. That's what he says in Genesis 3 and 5. Y'all, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, our wills are only free to the extent that God allows us that freedom and no further. And no further. Listen, let me show you all this in Daniel 4, and we'll move on to praying. Listen, in Daniel 4, verse uh, 35, verse 35, in Daniel 4, it says, All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. Y'all not listening to me. This is the text. It says, All the people of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. 
No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? That's what the text says, you all, in Daniel chapter 4. Verse 35, I read it again. It says, all the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. That's you and I. He does, he, God, does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples on the earth. No one can hold back the hand or say to him, what have you done? No one's free will trumps the sovereignty of our God. And listen, I'm going to quit here, but I promise you, the Lord delays this coming. I'm going to pick this back up because I want to argue this some more and, and share with you some more how you need to walk away knowing that you can trust that our God is in control. He's not calling no emergency board meeting to try to get things back in order. God is in control. Control. Nobody made him God. God. No, nobody, nobody voted him to be God. He has all authority. He's got all power. I, I'll pick this back up on on next week. Listen, I need you to help me today to pray for persons, if you will. I need you to help me to pray for people on today who have said, "Hey, Pastor, would you lift us, lift me in prayer, lift me in prayer?" So on today. If you would um, help me to pray for Sister Mary Davis and um, Deacon Evelyn Mack. I want us to pray today for the Jenkins family, Colette Jenkins, Kenny Jenkins, and family in the transition of their mother and grandmother. We're praying for Mother Doretha Williams on her family on today. Praying for Sister Martina Baxter and um, Sister Edna Monroe. We're believing God to heal. Sister Talia White, believing God to heal. Velda Jones, we're believing God to heal and take away. Bible tells us we can believe him to heal. Marcella Balcom and um, Brother Larry Thompson. We're praying for Sister Gaylene Musgrove. On today, I'm asking you all to pray for Brother Andre Harris and for Stacy. Tibbs. We're praying today for Shelly Barnes, if you all would. I need you to lift those persons in prayer. Um, I'm praying for you on today. Praying for you today. Praying for you. I'm praying for Elder William Henderson. I'm praying for him on today. I'm praying today for um, the UBS company, praying for them, and I ask you all to pray for Pastor Stephen Tucker and uh, Reverend Harold Brinkley, if you will, Christy Thielen, if you would lift them in prayer on today, for we need God in this moment. We need God. God, I need thee. God, I need thee. God, we, we need you. God, we need you. We can't do anything without you. And when we take a look through the eyes of our natural vision and we see what's happening in this world, God, we sometimes, our faith wanes on the side and we forget that you are in control and that you already know what's happening even before it happens. 
but we are grateful that God, you are sovereign and that you are independent and you are totally in control. So we thank you for helping us to see through your word on this morning that, Lord, you are working it out for our good. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for it. God, we thank you for it. God, we thank you for it. We thank you for it to know that we're not an afterthought, that, Lord, you are working your purpose and you are working your plan. Lord, I pray that uh, we'll be able to rest in knowing that ultimately, God, we win in the end. I thank you, Father, for your hand that's on us and for your um, uh, being involved in our affairs. And so, God, we purposefully and intentionally on this morning, we invoke, we invite you to come and be a part of our daily journey on today. We, we pray for you to come and go with us, for you to come and talk with us, for you to come and uh, um, uh, be with us as we go to work and as we travel the streets and the highways. God, you, you travel with us. Be our traveling companion on today. We, we invoke you. We invite you not only to come alongside of us, but we invoke you and invite you to be in our hearts that you would um, impact how we um, think. Mm. Uh, you impact how we see, <laughs> that you would impact how we hear, and that you would impact how we behave. Oh, God, we, we, we invoke your presence. We invite you. We know that you said you would give unto us your Holy Spirit, and, and, and it would come along. He would come alongside of us and, and comfort us even in our moments of distress and anxiety. So now I come against anything that would make us um, want to push the button and, and cause it to be over. I, I I come against anything, God, that looks like sickness. You said in your word that we could cast out demons. And so, Lord, we come today casting out demons. We cast out demons. You said in your word we could speak with new tongues. Uh, and so, God, we come today believing that we can be transformed and not talk the way we used to be. You said in your word that we could um, pick up serpents and that we could drink any deadly thing and it would not harm us. And so, God, we thank you for your protection as you placed around us, that no matter what tries to penetrate us, God, you got us. Thank you for your word. You finally, God, said in your word that we could lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. So even now, Father, I pray for recovery of the sick, for recovery of the sick, not just in body, but recovery of the sick mentally, not just mentally and bodily, but even, God, emotionally recover from, I'm praying that you heal now. God, I have no power of my own, so I have enough sense to know I'm asking this in the name 
name of Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus, he who demons trembled at the presence of his name, I come today, God, asking you for power and deliverance and healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, this is my prayer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, my brothers and sisters, thank you all for your time today. I appreciate you tremendously for being with us and allowing us to help you start your day. I pray that I gave you something that uh, didn't take all day, but just enough to help you start your day. Now, listen, I want you to be intentional about what I've given you today. Think on the things I've laid before you. On your mark. Get set. Let's grow. Have a great day on purpose. God bless you all, and I love you much.